The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Herbie's Cooking Corner for January 10th, 2023. Uh, having to get used to this new uh, 2023 thing. I am coming to you live from Palm Springs, California this week. And um, as a result of that, I am not in the friendly confines of my kitchen, but... Uh, but in the unfriendly confines of somebody else's place. Exactly. I, I've started to learn my way around their kitchen a little bit, but I don't really have to do the cooking so that... Uh, Makes it easy, but I did find that you know I, I know where the coffee maker is and the mugs are, so you know that's a so good the important thing. things. Are. Exactly. So, with that, we welcome as always our co-facilitator, the one and only Twinkling Tori. Hello, Tori. Hello, Herbie. And um, today we're going to have a very uh, special guest, Liz, who you've heard on these calls a few times, is going to talk soup with us. And um, first of all, just want to acknowledge we have uh, Kaylala well, uh, hosting us and connecting us on Zoom and in Clubhouse. That is going to be Nelvis once again. So um, I guess uh, it's a good thing she's not asked us yet how to make those peanut butter and banana sandwiches that uh, Elvis was famous for. Because I don't even think that's cholesterol wise. That's something we'd want to tackle on the call. But uh, no, but they taste good. Uh, even with the bacon in them, you think so? Oh, no, no, it's bacon, just the peanut butter and banana. I was going to say, because um, that was one of the key you can, I tell you what, I'll have the peanut butter and banana sandwich, you have the bacon. Uh, turkey bacon. and uh, Yeah, okay. But anyway, I digress. So, soup is one of those fascinating things. Some people love them, some people hate them. Jonathan Rosen, for instance, who I'm sure many of you know who that is, definitely has his own opinion on soup. And uh, we will not go into that, but let's just say it really could, you know, it's totally, he he really doesn't like it. Let's just leave it at that. But Soup Soup Dragon does. Yep. But soup can be a really wonderful thing, especially when it's really cold out. And yes, even in Palm Springs, it has been a little bit on the chilly side. And, um... Even when you, even on warm days, though, I can still find they like soup because of uh, when you're in a cold building with the air conditioning running, ooh, you can still be freezing. Go to Frozen Olive Garden, folks, and uh, you'll want some of that soup rather than the salad, let me assure you. So how to make the soup? Well, on that note, I'm going to bring in Liz, who has done pr- plenty of brio calls, and today she's going to foray us into cooking. Hello, Liz. Hi. Hello, Liz. Hi, hi there. Hey, hi, everybody. Um, I've been on this call before. And by the way, I am going to also create a call about Braille cookbooks, mostly available from NLS, but from other sources. And I'll probably do it on Saturday on one of the weeks that um, the Doing Braille Digitally call is not going to be scheduled. So check your calendars. That will come up in the next month or two when that can get scheduled. Um, But on to soup. Um, The nice thing about soup is that soup is very flexible. You can make soup out of a liquid of many kinds and whatever you want to put in the liquid. So if Jonathan doesn't like soup, 
then Jonathan has maybe not found soup with a combination of liquid and ingredients that he would like. And, and I for that, or he's not a fan of the of the consistency because you know. All right. some, yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Well, there's not any way it is liquid with things in it. So if you don't like liquid with things in it, you will have a consistency problem. On the other hand. You know, you can have interesting consistency things. So you can make soup that's smooth by by taking um, various vegetables and broth and cooking them and then using a blender. Um, by the way, if you're going to do that and you decide you love blending, blended soup of some kind, instead of like doing the blender with the container and everything, buy an immersion blender. They're easy, they're cheap, they're wonderful. You stick them in the pot and you turn it on for a second. Um, and then you turn it off and you wait a minute before you pick it up out of the pot or you end up with soup all over your kitchen and you won't do that a second time. But immersion blenders are cheap and good and they're easy and it and you don't have to then clean your blender. So it eliminates all kinds of things. Now, you can do soup with... Uh, uh, first of all, you have to have a liquid. That's the soup part. Um, some of you are are uh, are have been on the call when people have made stews, and stews really are, in some cases, thicker soups. Um, but you need a liquid. So your liquid could be anything from canned broth there is canned broth out there campbell's and swanson's both make some organic versions of broth and some broth that um is vegetarian or chicken depending on what you want you can get beef broth um there is a ready-made packaged broth, which I think is powdered, called Knorr, K-N-O-R-R. -R, and that also is uh, comes in vegetarian or chicken and other flavors. So you need that or you need homemade. Now, homemade is better. And Tori and I have been consulting about this call for a couple of weeks now. And we put up, um, we put up a broth recipe. Basically, you take your vegetables you you know if you've got fresh vegetables and you're cutting up your you've got carrots or beans or whatever and you're snapping the ends off your beans or you're cutting the ends off your carrots after you've washed them take those ends and instead of throwing them out if you put those in a Ziploc bag big bag then and put it in your freezer when that fills up one you'll want to get it out of your freezer so it takes up a bunch of room. So drag that frozen bag of veggie ends out, put them in a crock pot if you have one, um, put a couple of bay leaves and a couple peppercorns over it if you have them perhaps, um, and put the top on and turn it on low and cook it overnight. And in the morning you'll have veggie broth. Um, if you don't have a crock pot, you could do the same thing on the stove on low. We've got directions for both. By the way, for people who are new to cooking or maybe hesitant about using a stovetop, you can start out using a crock pot. It's a really easy way to get into making soup. So, um, so that's always fun. Um, I'm going to stop. Are there any hands that I need to know about? Not here in Zoom. 
<coughs> okay. How about in Clubhouse, Nancy? Yes, there is, and I need to bring them on stage. Just give me one moment here. Oh, sure. Not a problem, not a problem. Elvis is willing to share the stage, guys, so... Uh... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Let me just get water here. All right. And just while uh, Nancy's doing that, um, the version of the Nor things here are powder things that you add to liquid. Yes. Yeah, I think they're powder here. Now, I know people who like those, the veggie powder, better than using bouillon cubes. Um, I don't like bouillon cubes. To me, they're very salty and they taste fake. And I'll tell yeah. you, if you want to make soup, starts if you want to save your veggie ends that's going to make the best broth and if you want to turn it into chicken broth um save your chicken bones and then cook it all up how are we doing there um mm -hmm. let's find out so who we got <coughs> okay well it said corinne or Korean, and then it's Tyan. Ty oh okay <laughs> okay Hi, we can hear you sorry about yep. that all right, go ahead. All right. So what is an immersion blender and how easy are they to clean? Oh, they're really easy. To, they're pretty easy to clean. Um, they are, think of a, um, if you've ever seen a hand mixer, it's sort of that it's got a handle on the top and they're either battery operated or they're electric. And then they've got this thing that you stick down into your liquid and then you turn it on and it blenders your stuff right in the pot. You don't have to pour things in and out of blenders. It's They're wonderful. I've got a um, handheld uh, blender thing that's got different attachments yeah. and everything. And mine has a bit that you just stick on the end of it instead of attaching it to the container thing. Um, that you can blend things in so mm -hmm. you just stick that on and use it as an immersion blender yeah they're really good they're inexpensive it's a great kitchen gadget to have and they usually and they're pretty easy to clean yeah they're pretty easy to clean um they basically they're meant to clean you just take the end off it you'll see they're pretty easy to clean you just take the end off it and um Rinse it under some water and give it a wipe, really. A lot simpler than having to deal with the blender thing. And also you get, mm -hmm. you you don't have the problem with the blender container where sometimes your blender container will leak, which is really a nuisance and you'll get liquidy stuff. It just, it's much easier. Just go ahead and try it. It'll, it'll make you happy. Um, the other thing you can do is if you don't want to necessarily go for the total blender effect, but you want a soup that has um, uh, some thickening is if you made something, you could always just use a potato masher and, and mash up the soup in your pot. Like if you made um, a veggie soup and you wanted it less lumpy, you know, less whatever. Now, oh, let me talk about ingredients for a minute here. Cause an, this another, another thing that you could do actually is to just make sure that you chop up your veggies really small. Yeah. Um, so be before you talk about ingredients some more, did you have anything else you wanted to ask, Diane? No, I just was wondering because we don't have a blender because blenders are obnoxious to clean. <laughs> Right, uh -huh. right. No, these yeah, are much the, the, easier to clean than the big container blender thing. Your thingies. best bet is the thing that I've got, which Herbie's got one similar, where it's got different attachments and stuff, because it's really easy. You just clean the little, the little attachments and 
use it however you need to. We should try to find out the make and model and post that and get and combine with its electric and start getting getting some of those things up. Uh, on it the would call. be a diff- it would be a different make and model over here to what it yeah, is. Yeah, it would. Anyway, it would. So. But if we could just get some make and models up, it might help. Okay. So here's the thing about ingredients. You can make soup out of anything as long as you start off with good broth so you've got canned broth or maybe you've got say um can of tomatoes a can of tomatoes or you've got a can of v8 um, vegetable juice or you've got um some combination you know you've got some broth but you've got some vegetable juice or you open your refrigerator and you notice that you've got like a container with maybe a quarter inch of salsa you know the one or the ketchup bottle Mm -hmm. take it put water in it shake it up get all that stuff out of the bottom put that in your pot please along with anything else that you've got your broth or whatever it's a great opportunity to put in that half cup of peas from dinner last night that half cup of beans from dinner you know green beans or something maybe some frozen veg if you don't have any fresh or you can chop up a couple carrots or you can use um You know, you can use canned corn. I tend to use frozen instead of canned in life, except for tomatoes, for vegetables, just because I think the texture is better and the nutrition is better, but that's up to you. Um, You can use frozen anything. Um, And again, with the liquid, you can even, you can use leftover pasta sauces and just add some extra liquid to that. Um, you can also, um, if you make sure to use seasonings that are going to work well with it, use something like milk or an, or a milk alternative. I was about ready to say if you wanted to make something that maybe had some broth and some coconut milk and some curry powder, you could make some kind of Thai or or um, interesting flavored um, thing, a little ginger, some vegetables some noodles the thing about soup is you can make them unique each time and you can make them out of leftovers you can make them out of bits of this and that they're very they can be very economical if you want them to be or you can add more expensive ingredients if you have that around the real trick to soup is if you have um spices and herbs and seasonings that you like so if you know you like curry, um, you may, you know, you could use that. If you know you like um, uh, cumin or cardamom, um, by the way, there's a place called the Spice House that's really good. I will send it to Tori. She can put the note up. It's a good place to buy spices. Um, and they're in Chicago and they'll send you things. Uh, bay leaves. Oh, okay. okay. Thanks, Kayla. Go ahead. You're Thank welcome. you, Kayla. I try not to yes, no, 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 you're good. Ham. Okay, go ahead, Kayla, and then we'll see to the ones in Clubhouse. Abraham? Abraham. Hi, um, I just wanted to say that the immersion blender is also known as a stick blender or a hand blender. So um, if people yes. are looking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, that's good. Thank you. Them. Thanks, Thank Abraham. You. Thank you. Um, that's and that's really I was good. Uh, wondering as well, 
how do you deal with um, bones in your soup when you need oh. to immersion blend? Oh, you wouldn't have bones by the time you're immersion yeah. blending. So you would, yeah. if you had, for instance, you would be using broth. So the bones would have made the broth first. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You, so you would then, make the broth, then remove it, the bones, and then you would. So yeah. Basically, what you want to do with the bones is you want to let them soak in water in the fridge, like overnight. Because that's going to get all the uh, meat off of them. So, like, especially with turkey, for instance, if you wanted to make a turkey soup, that's how you would do it. And then you could, you would be able to remove the bones from the water because they'd be picked clean. And um, then you would have your uh, broth. Okay, let me talk about meat broth for a minute. Um, The thing about meat broth is I never did that soaking the bones overnight, but that's certainly a way to go for it. The thing that I would say is if you're going to make meat broth, in fact, if you're going to make broth, you need to make your broth and then cool the broth down. And then uh, while to cool the broth down, don't pour it into anything plastic. Just let it cool down in whatever it's in so it's lukewarm or whatever and then put it in something that you can put in the refrigerator if it's if it's meat broth because if you put it in a glass container or a metal container or something or even plastic once it's cold and you put it in the refrigerator with the cover off all of the fat from the broth is going to come to the top after about eight hours in the refrigerator with the top off and you're going to be able to take that right off the top it's hard to explain but trust me it will come off and you will end up with much better broth you don't want all that fat in there you just don't it will ruin your broth Sometimes you, it depends on, yeah, if, you're do, but, but, if you're doing broth, uh, for, there are times when you might actually want. There are times, but we're but it's a general mostly, rule. mostly if you're doing chicken or turkey or something, you probably want to take all that off the top. I'm not going to go into meat broth too mm-hmm. much because I, I, um, I'm not. It's, yeah. If you guys want to do meat broth, you kind of do your meat broth. But um, but well, you, okay. But, can, can can I stop yeah, you a minute? Yeah. Before we yeah. continue, we do have more hands. Oh, yeah. good. So oh, sorry. First of all, let's see. It, it didn't. Did you say we had one over there in Clubhouse, Nancy? Yes, we do have other raised hands, and Jeanette would be next. Go ahead, Jeanette. So I make soup. A lot, but I don't usually make vegetable soup. So here's my question to you. When you do the vegetable broth, if you're taking all those ends, do you put them in cheesecloth so that you can strain them out when you're done? Or do you leave those ends in the soup? Oh, no, I don't put them in cheesecloth. I put them in the pot, cover it with a lot of water, And then when I am through, I cool all of it down. It's still got the veggie ends in it. Okay. And then I take it's, but it's cold by now. It's cooler. It's lukewarm. I'm not going to burn myself. And then I take a measuring cup and I um, 
go in there and I scoop out measuring cups full of liquid and I pour those through a strainer and put and end up with pouring all of the broth into a some other container that that I've so I've strained everything out and then I press the rest of the veggie sort of cooked up mushy veggies onto the strainer till I get the liquid out and so I end up with strain broth in my container but I do not I do not wrap all those veg ends up in cheesecloth and then put the cheesecloth in the water and cook the cheesecloth for like 10 hours or something no Hopefully so, that helps. Um, the best way I've done it both ways. Yeah, and yeah. part of the reason for that is that I find in, I don't, many of the strainers, um, the veggies will go through. Nah, get a fine mesh strainer. And if, yeah, you get, if you have if a you fine get a, mesh strainer, then any bits of veggie that go through aren't going to hurt. Um, yeah. Tori, do you want, how do we, how do we coordinate so both of us don't talk at once? We'll try. But I, I, I'll stop for a minute and let you you speak first. So I maybe. think what we will do then to keep things orderly is um, so when we have a question, Liz, since you are a speaker, we'll let you talk first. Then when you are done, Tori, um, then you can go after Liz. And if I have anything, which I, most of the time I probably won't, I'll go last. And before but, you okay. mute me, um, it, it, I have found if you're really in a hurry. They do have, and I haven't used it in a while, but they do have like these little cooking mops that you can soak up the fat with on those occasions. Uh, yeah, yeah, and there I have are. used them successfully. Yeah, they do but, work. You can also use a paper towel or something across the top, and that will take off some of the fat. Um, and you, you're right; so it does that work for when I'm in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah, it will work. Um, if you've got a lot of fat, you're really better off letting it cool down and, and having the stuff congeal and, and ending up. Um, the thing about the strainer that I will add, don't use a colander. You're correct. If you use a colander, your veggies will go through it. You need a fairly fine mesh strainer and you need a large one. So get a large strainer that fits into a larger container so you can you know, work with this stuff. You don't want like some little tea strainer. You want a decent sized strainer so that you can slosh this stuff in. And what I do is I make up a lot of it. You know, if I have a whole bag full of veggie ends, I'll end up with three quarts of veggie broth and I'll freeze two of them. And then I can grab a quart of vegetable broth when I want it and, and so on. Or I can use the veggie broth to cook rice in or cook potatoes in if I want to make mashed potatoes. Having broth around is really valuable for lots of reasons. You can make gravy with it. You can make sauces with it. Um, Tori has a cream of anything soup uh, as one of her recipes. And basically, she's making thin cream sauce there. So you could make a thicker cream sauce. You could use more vegetable broth. Um, vegetable broth is infinitely useful. The other thing is that um, if you've got vegetable broth and some already cooked up vegetables, maybe you sauteed up a bunch of onions and um, celery and carrots, and you spent 15 minutes stirring that around in a little oil 
15, 20 minutes till they got really soft at some point. And you have left over those because you did a whole lot of it. And you've got a quart of broth and you've got some lentils. Um, you can put all those in a pot together and in 20 minutes you will have lentil soup. Put some seasoning in it while you cook it for that 20 minutes, whatever you like. And depending on what you put in, you'll change the character of the soup. So if you put in curry, you'll have one kind. If you put in cumin and coriander and cardamom, you'll have another kind. If you put in um, a half cup of salsa, you'll have a completely different lentil soup. If you put in Italian seasoning, again, you'll have something that's completely different. So lentil soup is the quickest bean soup to make. Um, the red lentils are the fastest cooking ones. And then the green ones, I think, are the next ones. But they both cook, all lentils cook in under an hour. They're quick. Um, if you want to make something like homemade split pea, um, that's going to take a lot longer. If you don't soak your split peas overnight, they're going to take an incredibly long time to cook. I soak mine overnight because I just don't have enough time in life to cook split peas without it. Um, and I can't even tell you how long it'll take to cook split peas because depending on your split peas, um, the time will vary. I will tell you that for every cup of split peas, you're probably, so you, you cover the split peas with a couple inches of water, you soak them overnight, then you put the soaked split peas in a pot with water, and you use about, well, suppose you started out with a cup of split peas before you soaked them. I'd put in about eight cups of water. Sounds like a lot of water. You'd be surprised. Okay. Can we, because um, we've got our hands. We got more hands. Oh, great. Thank we, yeah. you for checking. So, so um, can we um, focus on finishing answering Jeanette and then we can move? So yes. we can move on. Okay. So the other thing that I was going to say, Jeanette, is that um, contrary to popular opinion, it won't actually hurt you to eat those some of those veggie ends so if little bits of them do end up in your broth it's not a big deal they don't taste quite as good as a rule but it's not a big deal if you end up with bits of them remember you've scrubbed all your vegetables before you peeled them or got the veggie ends off or whatever so she's right it just you i know why you want to get that out and you'll be able to do it if you have a fine mesh strainer. So, Herbie, did you have anything to add to Jeanette before we go to our next hand? Nope. Uh, let's go on to our next question. Okay, Kayla, who do we have next? Up next, we have Diane. Hey, Diane. Yes, hi. Thanks for um, letting me in. A um, couple things. My, um, my husband seems to be partial to a broth that comes in a carton. And it has a little, you know, it has a like a pour spout, and there's mm -hmm. a little yes. uh, uh, yeah. top that hit that fits over the the pour spout. So he just uses as much as he needs. If mm -hmm. it, maybe the soup is a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, uh, thick, and he wants to thin it out, then you know, put some of that broth, vegetable or um, vegetable broth or um beef broth you know depending on the soup and then stick the carton back in the refrigerator and you know use it again um 
the other thing, um, we're kind of partial um, to bean soups. And, of course, if you're going to use um, beans in your soup, you're, you're probably going to want to soak those, too, you know, because they're, they're um, usually pretty hard unless you use a canned bean. But mm -hmm. um, we, we use a lot of fresh beans, and we do soak those overnight, too. Yeah, beans do not luckily take as long to soak as split peas, as to cook as split peas. Split peas are really the longest. Black beans, chickpeas, um, they will cook quicker if you soak them, but you can also cook them without soaking them. And if you don't want to use canned, and there's a... Uh, you can use dried. Um, I use dried. Um, for one thing, they're easier to store and they're easier to carry. Uh -huh. And you don't have any of that canned flavor. And you don't have any extra salt or extra anything. So, But canned beans have their moments. And um, if you're in a hurry, canned beans are fine. Um, also, if you opened your refrigerator and you noticed that you got a little bit of salsa left over and a little bit of ketchup left over and a quart of broth and some of last night's chili and a bit of leftover corn, you've got instant soup. Yeah. Just yep. put it all in a pot and, you know, put anything else in that you've got floating about and you're good. You know, yeah, soup is a good way to use. Oh, speaking of when to have soup. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Yes. All right. Hold on to that thought. A couple of things. I, um, to, well, first of all, Tori, did you have anything to say on Diane's? Um, yes, I was okay, going go to, I was going to say that when it comes to beans, do make sure to double check that they have properly softened after soaking because I have had times when I've soaked them overnight and they're still hard. Oh yeah. Well, there's always that. The older the beans they are, the longer they're going to stay hard. Yes. So right. if your beans are really old, they'll just take longer to soak. Ultimately. Yes. Okay. And get so, a crock pot. Crock pots make cooking beans really simple. Yep. Yep. So I have done beans. beans in a crock pot before. I did want to go back and comment, though, Diane, on the other soup that you mentioned, the uh, broth in a carton. And um, in fact, I've seen both broth in a carton and in a can. And you all may or may not remember this, but um, we actually used the carton broth for my uh, chicken stir fry recipe a while back. So you can get that stuff in low sodium as well as the uh, regular amount. And the thing, though, that has almost uh, thrown me off once, except that they are smaller, is they do look very similar to uh, tofu cartons. So, um, but you can, th th they're not, usually you can tell by the size of nothing else. But I had a carton of silken tofu, which looked... Oh, very similar to oh, okay. the yeah. It's the silken tofu, so it's not the firm stuff. Um, oh, all right, the silken part through me. Now there are cartons of broth that are absolutely shelf stable, so you don't have to buy them in the refrigerator section of stores. Yeah. But you do want to refrigerate them after you've opened them. Yeah, you once you've opened left. them, you've got to refrigerate them. But there's all kinds of soups that come in cartons, and it's not just broth. There's um pureed various you know tomato bisque or to this and that and all kinds of things and they're really good bases because they've got seasoning in them you can put a little this a little that and suddenly you've got soup in five minutes and 
Soup is really good when you can't figure out what to do and you haven't done anything. And you, you know, that's when you make your lentil soup that takes you 20 minutes to make or you open a carton of broth and put some veggies in it and... And suddenly you've got, you've created this creative thing in like 15, 20 minutes. You've got a warm meal. Um, There's lots of cultures that have soup for lunch, but lots of other people, I mean, Japanese folks regularly eat it for breakfast. Well, let's not get too sidetracked because there are other hands. Oh, more hands. Thank you. Yep, we at least have, I see that we have at least one more in Zoom, but let's go back to Clubhouse okay. and see if we have Before anybody. we do, I just want to quickly comment oh, that ahead. actually tofu can work well in soup if you do it right. Silken tofu, if blended well, makes a nice creamy soup. Oh, and okay. the firmer tofu can be used in place of meat. Yep, that is definitely a good point. I never thought about it. Yeah, that you can work. also saute up the tofu, the firmer tofu, if you want that texture. Yes. Or bake it and then put that in your soup. And that would actually go in very well with the coconut milk curry soup we talked about before. Yeah, yeah, technically, okay. I guess if you wanted to do a cream of tofu soup, could you use the silken tofu for the liquid part and then the chunks of tofu as the uh, yes. meat substitute? Yeah, and you could. Yeah, you, you have could. a double tofu you soup. Could. All right. Yeah. Anyway. So who do, we, do, who do we have in Clubhouse, Nancy? Tony. Hey, Tony. Hey, Tony. Hello, everybody. Um, can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Guys, um, I make turkey soup and I use turkey, vegetables, mixed, I use mixed vegetables, I use carrots and I use, um, um, like you know those noodles? I use noodles and I use um, an onion and um, I put this, got this huge pot that I put on the stove and I put, I fill it mm-hmm. um, half full, you know, so everything I have time to, you know, cook and, right. and I, let the, I let the turkey cook first. Yeah, you know, I put it on early. I let the turkey cook first, and then I let the turkey cook way, way down. And then after I let turkey cooks down, it starts falling off the bone. And then I put my onions, mushrooms, and everything else that go in there, and I let that cook. Mm-hmm. The last thing I put in there is the noodles. Mm-hmm. And then after I put the noodles and let that cook down. And then I put the mixed vegetables in and let that cook down and some salt and pepper. And that is the best soup. The only concern I would have with the process is you're ending up with bones in your soup. So if you didn't want the bones in your soup, you would need to stop that process before you added things to it and somehow get all the bones out while leaving all the turkey in. So that is something people have to work out for themselves. Um, If it was me, I would cook the turkey separately and then take the turkey off the bones and get all the bones out and end up with pieces of turkey and strained broth and then add in the vegetables and stuff. And that way I wouldn't wind up with 
and, and the noodles and everything. And that way you wouldn't wind up with the bones. But yes, it's a wonderful way of making soup. Turkey is one of the best broths um, because you get very thick, um, very rich broth. Now, if you want very rich broth and you are not using meat, there are a couple of possibilities. One of the interesting possibilities is if you finish up making a vegetable soup um, or a vegetable and bean soup of some kind, you can take the soup, put it in bowls, and then put stir a little something called miso into each bowl. Miso is salty, so you wouldn't use salt in the original soup recipe, but miso adds this really unique, wonderful flavor to soup. You never cook it in soup. You just add it to a hot bowl of soup. You stir it in. It comes in a container and it's paste, and it's really good. So for those of you who are not familiar with miso, it's another thing to explore. Do we have more hands? Yes. Ah, good. So up next here in Zoom, we have Teresa. Hello, Teresa. Um, Tori, thank you so much, both of everybody, for doing the hands thing, both you and, and our wonderful host. Thank mm -hmm. you. Hello. Um, I just got a quick question about the beans that you were talking about, making bean soup. Yeah. Make bean soup all the time, and it turns out really wonderful. However, other than soaking beans, is there a way to get rid of the gassy effect? Um, there are various theories about the gassy effect on beans. Some people think that if you soak beans first and then drain the liquid and then cook the beans in separate liquid, that will help. Don't do the thing with the baking soda. I don't care what the internet tells you. If you put baking soda in your pot of beans, you will wind up with a pot of beans that tastes like disgusting baking soda and you won't do that again. And I would rather have whatever side effects, but beans with baking soda does not do it for me. Also, if you're going to cook beans, if you leave the salt out, it's better to cook the beans and then add the salt later in the process after the beans have already cooked. Um, how long the beans take to cook depends on the beans, but it, one way to do it is you can, um, you can, pour boiling water over the beans and that'll speed up the soaking process. So I don't know about the, anything else. All right. Thank you. Sure. More hands. Um, we are clear here in zoom. You might want to check in with clubhouse. Okay. We are also Morning, clear. Clubhouse, clubhouse. Nancy. No, not at the moment. No. All right. Well, you then know, we will open the throttle on you there, Liz. And you beans can go are first. really, beans are a very, very economical way to make incredibly good tasting soup. Um, it does cost a bit more to buy your spices initially, but if you find things you like, you can make black bean soup with garlic and tomatoes and um, chili and sriracha or whatever it is you want. I mean, it can be just really creative and very inexpensive. Beans are cheap. Um, again, if you're not comfortable using a stove yet, starting out 
instead of using a burner, making soup in your crock pot is a good way to get used to cooking. You can make really creative stuff. If I've known people who had a crock pot in their office and they would bring things in. If you don't have a kitchen or you're in some situation where you've just got a crock pot, you can make soup in a crock pot and make fabulous soup. Um, so, and, and crock pots are cheap and most of them are just little, you know, switches that are low, medium and high. Um, I have a small one, which means I think mine's a two quart. It's pretty small. They're great big ones. They're cheap. Um, they're a great little investment. So, um, Anyways, oh, freezing soup. But those of you who are into freezing soup, it's a good idea, except you want to avoid, if possible, <coughs> freezing soup containing root vegetables because the root vegetables tend to get a little mealy. The worst is sweet potatoes, but potatoes, the texture gets gritty. Um, carrots and parsnips and turnips, again, use those fresh. Um, other soup you can freeze just fine. Bean soup's great. You're spending all that time making bean soup. You might as well make a lot of it and then freeze it up in pint containers. And then sometime when you know you're going to be hosting a Zoom call, you can just take one of those containers out of the freezer. And at the end of your call, you'll be able to reheat it and have dinner that you made. It took you three hours to make, and you can heat it up in 15 minutes. So, um, we have, oh, All right. Yep. Soup. Um, you know, you could make it as the first course of a meal. You could make bread and salad with it, make cornbread or biscuits or whatever you want to make store-bought bread and some salad and you've got a whole meal um do we have any more hands and not at this time okay. we're clear in clubhouse as well all right let me just what else can i do oh. here? um there are also um if you don't want to be messing about with making um an actual um, base for your soup, but don't want to buy cans and uh, stuff. There's also the option of just um, using plenty of seasoning with a basic liquid, um, like even water, if you season it really well and have plenty of things in your soup, then um, it's not going to be quite as flavorful as it would be if you had a actual stock type base. But if you season it really well, it is an option if you don't have anything and are still needing to make a quick meal. Seasoning is really the key. If you yes. find more seasonings that you like, in fact, seasoning, the more you cook, the more getting good seasoning is going to become important to you because good seasoning you can put on your baked. Uh, you can put in you your can put rice. On anything. You can put so, on your vegetables. Yep. Now, one thing I think we could revisit again. I know 
because the question that definitely keeps coming up with people is um I thought we could at least briefly just go over, you know, like, when, if you're using the uh, stovetop to make your uh, soup, how can you know that it is boiling or that your soup is uh, simmering? Oh, okay. Um, you need to know how to get on low, medium, or high with your stove. So center it while the stove is off. So put your pot on your burner and get it in the right position before you turn on the heat. And after you've got it in the right position, you've got it loaded up with your ingredients. Um, okay, so then you're going to say you've sauteed up everything. And maybe you've sauteed up all your vegetables in the bottom of a heavy bottom pot. Now, why do I say a heavy bottom pot? Because a heavy bottom pot heats up more slowly, keeps the heat in better, and is is just better. So get a nice heavy bottom pot it's that- also another if I'm sorry for interrupting i just wanted to mention real quick yeah. another advantage to a heavy bottom pot or a pot in general is sometimes like if you're like me and you can't see where you're stirring it's easy for stuff to fall over the side if you're using a pan or a skillet oh no you want a nice high yeah. and pot, yes and pots pot. are really nice because they keep the stuff in so yeah that is another reason for a, I recommend the pot as well. So anyway, sorry for the interruption. Yeah, no, no, no. Good point. Good point. Use a pot that's bigger than your soup is going to be in. You want your soup to be at most three quarters of the way up the pot when you're all done. And, you know, soup has a habit of growing. So you're going to start off with a few ingredients and then you add a little more and you add a little more. And so make sure you use a nice, big, heavy-bottomed pot with a good lid. Um, if you can find a pot that has a good lid that has a vent in the lid, that's even better because you can open the vent in the lid and have the soup on very, very low and some of the steam will escape. If you're going to be cooking soup for a little while, like an hour or something, you may want to set yourself a timer so that you can check liquid, particularly if you're cooking something like split peas or beans. You want to make sure you've got enough water in there or liquid because you do not want to burn the bottom of your pot. You really need a lot of liquid in some of these soups, like the bean ones. So that will also be helpful. Plus, um, if you're cooking it on the stovetop, you do want to be stirring it regularly. Regardless. Yes, you you can't walk away. It isn't like you can put soup on and leave it there for two hours. It's not safe. Um, you can leave soup in a crock pot. That's one of the good things about a crock pot. You can leave a crock pot unattended for several hours. But it is not a good thing to do with a simmering anything on your stove. You should never so you leave. Want to check no, it definitely. Yeah, yeah. Don't, you know, don't leave your kitchen with with burners burning. It's not a good move. It just now, another thing I'd like to point out is that it's not actually essential. Now it does add to the flavor, but it's not actually essential to saute your vegetables and stuff before you. No, right, right. Now, now Tori and I've had this discussion. It is not essential. However. If you're going to saute your vegetables, saute more than you think you need. 
maybe is a good way to go. And then you can put those in a container. And if they're not root vegetables, you can freeze them. For instance, I sauteed up a lot of onions and peppers recently. And I put some in a uh, container and I put them in my freezer. And if um, they're root vegetables, you can always have them with some dip or something. Yep. So a couple of yeah. things I thought I'd bring up real quick, if I may, guys. Um, <clears throat> so first of all, for, uh, just a reminder, we're talking soups today, and Liz is doing an excellent job, and um, thank you. A um, couple things, if you wanted to add any, like, bacon to your bean soup or a ham or whatever, you know, in the case of the bacon, you do still want to cook it up ahead of time. And there, we've talked about doing like ways of cooking bacon in the past. You've got as simple as the microwave, or if you've got like a form and grill, that is a really good way to do it. Um, frying bacon, back, I've never done it with turkey bacon, but I'll tell you back when I did it with regular bacon a long time ago, I really found that to be a difficult thing to do because it's you're constantly flipping and you're wanting to try to get it done on all sides and stuff, so... Frying bacon on the stovetop is not a method I recommend unless you really, really know what you are doing. So just thought I'd uh, mention that. The other thing I thought could be maybe an interesting dis- discussion, and if anybody wants to weigh in on this with any questions or comments, and maybe this is granted a bit more uh, suited to um, <clears throat> it's electric, but... Uh, you know, what brands does, do you, Liz, or anybody have for accessible crock pots? And my other question for you, Liz, is are you familiar with the Instant Pot and have you done soups in that? No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not an Instant Pot owner. I know people that have them. I know that they exist. I don't know anything about making soup in them. And my crock pot is so old that I don't know anything about currently available crock pots. I will tell you that the crock pots I've seen have just had three-way switches where you turn the knob low, medium, and high. I have I, seen some yeah. more complex now, ones. Now, there may be lots more complicated there, ones. There, there, there. Yes, there, there are. are. There are ones that I'm can sure, connect yeah. to your Wi-Fi. Uh, I'm sure, I'm, no, I'm well, sure there are. I, yeah. I would suggest that you just get a basic co- one. Yeah. And don't yeah. get the Wi-Fi ones. Uh, mine has four settings. You can have it yeah. to high, low, uh, just keeping things warm or off. Right. That's get a one. get a good one. And if you don't know, um, I, I don't know thing, the brand of mine because it is newer. But I don't know that you'll be able to find this brand. The other you thing can you? you can do is if you are if you are one of those people who is around yard sales or those kinds of garage sales a lot of people ditch their crock pots for some reason and they end up in yard sales and a lot of those crock pots are absolutely accessible the older they are the more they just have three-way switches but there's i suspect there are a lot of accessible crock pots out there now maybe there, there are a lot of newer ones that are just as yeah, i'm sure there are a lot of yeah Ultimately, there are. I think what the problem is is I think stores, you know, their motivation is to sell you the more fancier models, and so that's what they sometimes yeah, have on display. Yeah, that's true. But if you get a simpler one, I think you can, in fact, find just. I got mine on Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> right, a regular simple crock pot. But because I know there is an interest in the instant pot, I'm just curious. Let's go to our audience pool and see if anybody has any experience making soup in the instant pot and would like to. Uh, talk about it um do we have any hands kayla 
We're in Nelvis. Not Plus. at this time. Okay, Nancy? Neither do we have hands here. No. Okay. All right. Now, people well, do make soup in a microwave. It is possible to do. You can make anything in the microwave if you know how to do it. If you know how to do it, there is a cookbook about microwave cookery that's available. I forget the name of it, but it has I've microwave got, in the title. So and it's on I've got NLS. one that's literally called microwave cooking. Yeah. Right. All right. So you if can you can it. make anything in the microwave, how, how do you make ice cream in the microwave? How do you make ice cream? Turn the power on. <laughs> oh, all right. That's a good start. Turn the power on. Okay. All right. You okay. said we can make we're, anything we're in the microwave. We're diverging. So. We're diverging. You, you, we're you diverging. asked how I made ice cream in the microwave, right? <sighs> and we do have all a right. hand now. Oh, that's a good <laughs> thing. Have that's a, a good hand raised somewhere, please? Thank you for saving us. All right, so who do we have? <laughs> Roberta. Go ahead, Roberta. Thank you, Hi. Roberta. Um, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> love love soups. That's one of my favorite things to make. Couple of couple of um, ideas. Um, I don't know if you mentioned it, but um, one of the things I like to use when for stock um, is a um, soup base. Comes in the refrigerator section. Uh, Miners is one brand and it comes in beef, ham, chicken, and it's just, it's sort of like bouillon, except it's not dry. It's, um, it's, uh, more the consistency of peanut butter. Like and beef. I just scoop some of it and throw it in the and pot. what is the brand? What is the brand? My, Miners, M-I-N-O-R-S, I think. My, it might be M-I-N-E-R. I don't know for sure. I don't know that one, but that's good. And there are absolutely soup possibilities out there. Yes. Um, um, yeah. I just There were three things, and I didn't want to forget them. The other thing um, is when I do um, – sorry, I'm outside. The garbage guys are just going by. Um, when I'm uh, um, making uh, – when I'm cooking bacon in the frying pan on the stovetop, I cut it into – pieces so each strip I cut it with kitchen scissors into about eight pieces and then the whole pan is just filled with little pieces of of uh, bacon and then I just keep stirring them around with uh, a spatula or wooden spoon or whatever that's a good way to do it that works Sorry, that I'm works get past these folks. that works um, and then um, the other thing I like to do is um, hang on sorry you're, you're, we're losing you. She said, hang on. Okay. Okay, I'm past them now. There um, we go. The other thing I like to do is, um, one of the things for me is when I'm boiling things, I, once the boiling starts, I cannot tell that the boiling is still happening. So it makes noise prior to when it actually comes to a boil. I like to use a, a, a boil control disc. Um, I have glass ones. I have metal ones. It's a small circular disc. Mm, it's flat. Well, it has some convoluted shapes in it, but it's about three inches in diameter. Um, the one I have look, actually looks like a little portable ashtray. And wow. um, just put it in the bottom of the pot. And when the water boils, when the water is boiling, it rattles so there's a audible right. feedback right 
Um, it's not a blindness tool. Um, I found one in, there used to be a kitchen store I loved called Lectures, and that's gone out of business, but yeah. they had, that's where I got mine. Yeah, so. you can also tell, boiling will work with that. You can also feel the handle, and depending on your pot, sometimes the handle will vibrate some. Yeah. Most of yeah. the soup recipes I've known about, you don't really boil at all. You just simmer. You want to simmer. You so, want as to long as it's, very, so as long as it's getting heat, it's low. fine. Now, I would suggest that you use a very, usually, um, stoves tend to have one <laughs> Oh, that's, there we go. Hello. Um, so usually stoves have a burner that's meant for simmering. It's either a smaller burner or it's a lower um, power burner or something. So you may have a burner on your stove that's particularly good for, you know, you center your pot on your burner and then you do it on low and it'll simmer very, very low for a long time because you don't want it on high you don't want that liquid boiling out simmering out too much maybe you've got a vent for the steam but you don't want much steam coming off it because you're really cooking that and leaving the liquid in and the only reason you want the vent there is so that the the, there is some way for the steam to get out but you don't want it really to be evaporating too much. So I hope that helps. Basically, with soup, uh, if you're doing it on the stove, all you really need is for there to be some heat coming off of it. So as long as there's heat coming off of it, it's, it's fine. Just and you don't need cooking. much because once, once you've got a heavy-bottomed, heavy-sided pot going, or a Dutch oven, which is another name for a very high-sided pot, then mm -hmm. that pot is going to retain heat and it's going to, you can leave it on very, very low and it will just simmer. And that brings us to why we really make soup. You really make soup because it smells great. And it just tastes you know, good too, usually. Tastes good, smells good. It's unique. Um, like I say, some of us eat soup at all kinds of odd times of the day, last thing at night or first thing in the morning. Um, I, I, soup for I breakfast is a really good idea. I don't think that there's a wrong time of day to eat whatever meal you want. If you want to eat absolutely, soup, if you want to eat soup for breakfast, a roast dinner for lunch, and absolutely. a bowl of cereal for supper, then go for it. And soup is particularly wonderful for those of us who are not big breakfast eaters. I don't know why, but I can manage to eat soup for breakfast, so it's good. You know, um, I forget oh, which, I want to say it was ACB Presents. We were talking the other day how it's better to eat a bigger uh, lunch during the daytime. Yeah, we were discussing, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, so it was yeah. ACB Presents. Now, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, the other thing is you can make soup um, so that it's, like if you're not a person who really likes vegetables very much, you may be able to put vegetables in with chicken or other flavorings and make them something you're much happier about eating. Soup can be very low calorie. Um, also, blending be, vegetables into it is another good way yeah, to get vegetables. Blending into vegetables into it so it's not obvious pieces of vegetables. You've got more of a puree. That's good. Um Again, seasonings, you can season soup so that, I mean, 
and you can be really unique and put all kinds of things in. I made um, I made winter squash soup recently and put cinnamon and cumin and cardamom and I made pumpkin sauce soup. Yeah, yeah, same deal. That's really good. Um, uh, actually, mine was mine was done slightly different. I made pumpkin sage sauce and I had some left over, so I used that as a base for my soup. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, yeah. But sauce is we great. See- Shall we see if we've got any more hands mm. before we run out of time? Yeah. Nancy. Because we had Zoom last, right? This, mm-hmm. yeah. No, not at this time. Okay. We don't Anyone? have any either. Oh, okay. 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 Then carry on this. Now, you put in some interesting things. Um, one of the recipes that Tori put in has dumplings. Um, uh, someone else mentioned noodles. You can cook barley in with your black bean soup and have black bean barley soup or lentil barley soup or split pea barley soup or um, something in rice soup. And if you have grain and beans, you're going to have complete protein. So you can do that and it add, and the grain gets the nice flavor of the soup and it's thick. Um, soup is just very forgiving it's pretty hard to screw up soup um it's very easy to make different kinds by just yeah like the cream of whatever soup that i've got you literally you use that and then you put whatever in it nine times out of ten i would do mushrooms but it mentions things like mushrooms broccoli whatever um as options but that but you could have it as a cream of chicken soup or you know whatever you feel like adding if you've got whether you've got leftovers or you make or you do something specifically to put it in your soup um just you can use little bits of leftovers that wouldn't be enough to do anything else with except throw in soup a half cup of this a half cup of that a half cup of something else a quart of broth and you have just magnificent but do not put the orange marmalade with the peel in it in your soup (laughs) my dad tried that oh it didn't work okay just don't i wouldn't think so well he had some that he needed using and he was using things up even he admits it was a mistake we do have another hand in clubhouse Ah, well, aren't you glad you didn't make that mistake there, Tori, yourself? And uh, right, who have we got in Clubhouse? Jeanette has her hand Hello, up. Hello, Jeanette. Where are my people? So, two things. Um, I have used an Instapot, and if you connect it to Wi-Fi, if you are technology able to technologically able to do that, it works very nicely for soup. Um, and ours also has um, the option of using it as a crock pot. And we've actually done soup that way as well. And it's very accessible and easy to do. But my actual question is, where do you find miso in the grocery store? Oh, I don't think you're okay. Um, actually, I know where you find it. Oh. Well, in the world foods, you can find it. However you are better off not getting it from the grocery store, but getting it from, from um, 
the whole whole foods places. go to a health food store go to um vita uh you could get it somewhere like um um like vita cost would have it um or any of the online health food places probably has it it does require refrigeration please don't buy that powdered stuff it's disgusting um it it's it looks like um paste it okay it i looks, will look for it and find it yeah Thank it you. kind of has the consistency of mayonnaise would be the best i can say and it's in the refrigerator case and it like extra firm tofu is probably something you're going to have to buy online from a health food store or on your local health food store and it's um, worth or finding from an Asian type of oriental type of market. Yeah, I would say that oriental Asian markets, my only concern about that is you want to make sure you can see whether they've got additives like MSG in the um, miso. Um, you only need about a teaspoon of it in a bowl of soup. And in instead of using it, like I would, put a little broth in the bowl and then I would stir the teaspoon in so that you don't end up with a big lump of it right in your soup. It is quite salty. Don't add extra salt to your soup if you're doing miso or you'll have too much. But it's it Yeah well makes I can already it, tell you if you're saying a teaspoon, it'll be a quarter of a teaspoon. That's all right. No, that'll so, be fine. That'll be fine. Know, it's fine. It's I understand. Got a, it's got a very distinctive, unique taste start small you can develop a real taste for it it's wonderful um the last thing i want to talk about for a couple minutes is soup garnish ideas now before you do that can i add something to the name yes um you uh, if you just want the kind of taste from the miso but don't want to actually get it or you were going to get it to use it because the recipe calls for it and you can't get hold of it you can use some soy sauce in its place yes. it won't have quite the same effect but it, it will give you something close enough that it is a um, perfectly legitimate substitution. Yes, there's also something called Bragg's amino acid, which is available again in health food stores in great big bottles. It's shelf stable. Yeah. Um, and you can add that to soup and that's good. You could also put, you know, if you had a pot of lentil soup or black bean soup, you could squeeze some lemon juice on it at the end in a bowl. When you had it in the soup bowls, you could uh, chop up some parsley and put that on top. You could chop up some fresh spinach and put that on top because then you'd have the raw spinach and the hot soup and you'd have a couple different textures. And it, it you know, you might find you like doing things like that. Um, you can put, um, I don't know, you can sprinkle sunflower seeds in your soup. You can obviously make croutons, which are, we're not going into how to do it now, but they're easy. Um, you can buy crackers, you can use, but if you don't want to do a lot of carbs, there's other things you can do. Come on. Um, Stuff like that is where the dumplings that are in the soup. Oh yeah, dumplings are great. Um, everybody's got, Every country's got dumplings or noodles or 
some kind of grain. Um, you can make really interesting texture things with soup. And that's part of the fun because you'll have two or three textures in one bowl. And it's really unique and quite, quite nice. This has been fun to put together, Tori. This was good. Yeah. So um, do we have any last minute hands, Kayla? No. Nancy? No, ma'am. Oh, now we do. Okay. Abraham? That always works. (laughs) Abraham. Hello, Abraham. 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 Hi. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Cool. Um, So one of my favorite additions is green and uh green onions spring ah onions. Yes. Oh, yes yeah. chopped up yeah. green onions chopped up scallions on top of soup it's fabulous yum they're and, great um croutons out of sourdough uh, oh. oh yeah oh yes okay. croutons out of sourdough um uh cornbread with with black bean soup of course is very good um and there's just infinite varieties of things you can make um, with with yep. soup. Or and- you can just have um, just a plain blended soup, like a tomato soup or something, and you can have some thing like a sandwich to, with it. Um, yes. I know of people um, who like to um, soak up their soup with a grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of cheese, remember that we can always sprinkle a little grated cheese on some of the soups, and that's always fun. Um, I do recommend the squeeze of lemon juice or orange juice um, just a tiny bit on some soups. It just is amazing. It's particularly good on bean soup or um, lentil soup. So um, I hope this is fun. and. If anybody wants specific soup recipes, there's loads of them on the internet. You'll get the idea. Definitely. All right. Well, um, last call for questions. On either platform. I'm not hearing none. Yep. Our hands are clear. Thank you, all of you. It's been wonderful. I'm honored to be on Herbie's Cooking Corner. I must say that I think this is one of the best learning things for people to do. You know, um, learning to cook is so valuable. Um, We all have to eat. We might as well learn how to cook. Um, Yeah, well, thank you for that, Liz. And your check is in the mail. Oh, I'm not supposed to mention that. Oh, that's right. That was a secret. Yeah, oops, sorry. Sorry. Oh, oh. We accept PayPal. <laughs> okay. That, there you go. Um, not, not too picky. You, know. um, you, don't, you don't care how you get paid, right, Liz? <laughs> no. No um, Bitcoin. No Bitcoin. No I agree. Bitcoin. No, no. Good, no good. Because I don't, I don't do uh, any of that cryptocurrency. No crypto. Stuff. I want real. Yeah. Gold yeah. is acceptable, but no crypto. How about dice full of gold? Well, there you go. Uh, I don't know. I, I think we <laughs> That's the only gold I have access to. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's true, it's true. But it's soup is such it's soup is a really rewarding thing to learn to make. So try try it if you can. You know? Oh, good. Right. She, she just said that she doesn't need paying. She's been rewarded. 
Exactly. All right. Phew. I've noticed I wasn't going to get paid anyways. I might as well be happy about it. (laughs) Good point. We weren't going to tell you that until afterwards. Uh, I'm I'm heartbroken. Figured it out. (laughs) Has anybody seen Marsha? Marsha was in the storm and we're concerned. There's been no Marsha. Nobody's heard from Marsha. So if anybody's heard from Marsha, please email me. I'm concerned. All right. And you can... But no, if you either. contact, if you're concerned and want to contact community and see if they can reach out to her, then... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll try. Okay. Anyways, be well. Thank you. It's been an honor. Kirby, you do great stuff. Tori, we couldn't do it without you. All right. Thank well, you, thank you, Liz. Okay. And you're right. We certainly cannot do it without Tori because she is our Cooking Get Corner secretary. If you uh, want anything booked... And I'm not getting paid either. No. <laughs> well, when you come over here, I'll make you a cup of tea. Does that work? Um. Well, if I Can was I coming over there and was going to get tea, then that would be fine. It, but I was just thinking it would be an incredibly expensive cup of tea. Yeah, it would be, but you know, at least it gets made for you. I mean, that's. You I did that. I, I got one made for me this morning, and I didn't even have to ask. Wow! All right. I would take payment in cookies. How about cookies? Well, there you go. Well, we will how show you how cookies, to make cookies, cookies so you can tea. pay yourself. And there you go. We're making brownies next week. Yes, we are. All right. And I think I've settled on the brownie recipe that we're going to do. It's going to be uh, these are going to be uh, pecan fudge brownies, and. Um, the reason why we are revisiting brownies is I was asked to do a brownie recipe that does not require any stovetop cooking or anything like that. The last time we did brownies, you know, one of the things we had to do was melt chocolate on the stove. So this one just requires the mixing bowl, the cake, and the baking pan. And we might actually get it and done and eaten in time during the time allotted. Are for you the doing call, it with so. cocoa or, or with um, chocolate? Why don't you tune in next week and find out? Yeah, I will. I'm trying to figure out how you're going to do this. Okay, I'll have to be there. Yep. You will, along with everybody else. All right, so just to give you an idea of what to expect, um, we've been having to do some flipping around here a little bit. So um, we're doing brownies, and I think we're doing French toast after that, correct? Yep. Yep. And then we're doing bread after French toast? Yes. All right. Funny how that works. Uh, we're, we, I guess we're doing the making the bread after we do the French carbs, toast. Well, we can do it that way around if carbs, you want. Carbs everywhere is carbs. Oh. It is. No, but we'll have French. the bread ready for when we do Belinda's dill pickle soup beginning exactly. of February. Oh. Yes. So Belinda's going to make us a dill pickle soup in February. And then... We just we're going to see about getting this booked, but we're uh, some of you may remember this from the Thursday nightcap call last year. But in March, uh, Diane is going to show us how to make Italian sausage, and we were not expecting you to do this one at home, guys, unless you were really, really into that type of thing. But I, we've, although I think you that, can if you want, oh, I mean, you definitely can. Though oh. um, I'll tell you this much: you're going to need a garage for it to. Oh uh, yeah fully work but but yeah, diane's I, gonna tell us how it works anyway yep and for the and and now you'll know where your italian sausage comes from maybe you don't want to know where you're gonna know no, anyway you so. may not want to know <laughs> well but, I, some people any, will want to know though yes so. yes some so people may never buy yeah. italian yeah, sausage and if you again. made it at home wouldn't it be better i mean she's gonna tell well, you how to make exactly. it exactly right? 
Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. And I have a yes. garage, so I can. All right. Well, well then, if nothing else, Deb's going to want to tune in. Exactly. That's right. right. Well, she's a streamer normally anyway, so she doesn't have I much don't of a think choice. my garage would qualify as, like, sanitary for sausage, but listen, whatever. Well, you're not a meat eater anyway, so. No, uh, I'm not a, no, I'm not a pork eater. I'm not. I, I, I yep. draw the line at chicken. You draw the line at chicken? Yeah, I eat chicken. Okay. Um, so I eat chicken. Yeah. I right. know. Well, you know, I eat chicken. I eat cows, but I don't eat pork. I don't right. eat seafood. Um, all right. So I don't eat food with a face. I know my sister doesn't either. There's what all about potatoes? Of- Sometimes they have eyes. Yeah, yeah and, and when I'm eyes. eating the meat, I never eat. There's never a face there. <laughs> no, there is not. I, the way I rationalize this is I only eat ones that are already dead. I can't kill them. <laughs> well, it's it's not because of the, the fact that they were live things in my case. It's because of the fact that I just don't eat yeah. them. No, no. I mean, lots of people are that oh, yeah. way. That's totally That's cool. Not, but <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys. Well, we're definitely... The last call for hands before last we... Last call. Yes. Kayla. Um, nope. None here. Nancy. Double checking. And none in Clubhouse. All okay. right. Well, guys, so we got some exciting stuff for you coming up, and uh, maybe we'll even have to revisit pizza at some point. So you have some ooh, ooh, way to use that, that Italian sausage, either pizza or soup. So, uh, or spaghetti. Pizza's fun. So... Pizza's fun. Yeah, soupy chicken. Yeah. Pizza's yeah, always fun. Favorite. Farewell. Thank you for letting me participate in another jolly session of cooking. You are most welcome. Corner. And I want to thank Twinkling Tori as always. Thank you to Kayla Law thank for you. Uh, hosting, taking time off of her goddess and crafting duties and um, whatever she does in those roles. And uh, also thanks to uh, Nelvis, Nifty NASCAR Nelvis in the clubhouse for moderating. Thanks to uh, Deb, who is going to be um, a guest on a future show at the end of February for uh, streaming as always. And thank and you to, to you, Herbie, for starting the call. Yes, indeed. And thank you to all the listeners out there, whether you are on Zoom, Clubhouse, you listening via ACB Media, the podcast, the YouTube channel, the YouTube channel. We love each and every one of you. And speaking of the YouTube channel, I don't... YouTube gave me an error last week, so I don't know if my fudge call got uploaded. Okay, good. So um, what I'm going to start doing is just, you know, because I was reading somewhere that quantity sometimes matters over quality. So unless something truly horrid needs to get edited out, I'm going to start getting some more calls uploaded that, um, you know, I don't have to nitpick over. There's some that do and then some that don't, so I'm going to try to get some more stuff uploaded so that way we can just have some more content available. So that is my goal for Well, I know the fudge recipe is up there because I follow the YouTube thing and it told me that you'd uploaded fudge. So All right. So there you go. So, yep, the uh, fudge call, because I know there was a lot of excitement over that, you can now find that on the YouTube channel. If you do not know how to find the YouTube channel well that's fine you can look for the playlist herbie's cooking corner on youtube or if you subscribe to the community email that is one of the links in the uh cooking corner description and uh, another thing by the way too which we don't have anything for this week's call at the moment but uh you can also get uh, text copies of um, the majority of the recipes that i've used in the cooking call i have updated it in fact very recently 
with some that I noticed were not in there, and that is a Dropbox folder with all the recipes in text file format, so that way you can read them in any platform whatsoever, so you don't need anything specialized. That's why I'm it's also done that making way. them available on the Cook's Recipe List yep as well so and if you want to subscribe to the cooks list the easiest way is just to write to community at acb.org and say could you please please add me to the acb cooks list and then just give them your name and email address and they will be more than happy to do that you can they're very friendly live humans and everything yes they are (laughs) and um you can also subscribe to the community that way if you've not already done so just uh so if you've uh, not subscribed to the daily emails then Say, you know, get two for the price of one. Saying, can you also add me to the daily list for the community calls, please? And speaking and, of the um, community calls, if you want to make sure they continue, you can still donate. Yes, you can. That's right. Donate, donate, donate with donuts or money. And speaking of donate with donuts, you actually have real French toast ready very soon. So. Oh, good. So, um, it's hot now. All right, so you can go to tinyurl.com slash communityathon22 and uh, donate. So that is T-I-N-Y-U-R-L dot C-O-M slash C-O-M-M-U-N-Y-T-U-N-I-T-Y-A-T-H-O-N 22. And... um Donate every little bit helps. So whether you can give five dollars or five thousand dollars, it's all good. So, although and if you it, can do the five thousand dollars, the community would really appreciate it. They would, um, but we're we're not going to guarantee. But we're not rewards, expecting that. So no, okay. no, we're not. So there you go. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, my thanks to everybody. You all are all the reason why we're here. We'll be back next week. I'll be in my kitchen once again. Making brownies and also just one of the things I'm starting to look into is getting into some actual regular uh, dinner slash breakfast lunch dishes again. So um, we're going to kind of... Just as soon as there's a spot in the schedule for Yeah, just as soon as there's a spot in the schedule, we're going to steer away from baking and get into some more cooking. Hey, we're letting you pick what we're doing for Valentine's Day. What more do you want? (sighs) I know. I'm picky, aren't I? My version of the schedule actually says Herbie's Choice on Valentine's Day. I mean, you know. I know. I'm so happy. You get to pick a recipe for your own call. Isn't that amazing? That is. There was a time I used to have to get to do that. (laughs) Anyway, and if you want to, if you think you have something to contribute, um, get with us and and, uh, we will... If we think that it's appropriate, we will get you fitted into the schedule for a future date. We do have openings in March onwards. So, all right. On that note, guys, um, we've got nine minutes left. Hey, there's a lot of great community action happening today, including the breakfast bunch. But I've got real breakfast to attend to, so I will not be not. on there this morning. Oh, no, not breakfast bunch. The neighborhood coffee clutch. You do that every week. I do. I do. <laughs> Uh, Unmute Presents, talking about the mini vision phone. I was, um, you know, that'll be interesting because you might know you or somebody else you know might not be interested in the full smartphone experience. We got Abacus Made Simple and a whole lot of other calls. So make sure you join us for all that. Don't forget, there's crafting later. We're doing crochet tonight. All right, doing crochet. So there you go. And there's also the Braille Room. Yeah, we're making a a scarf and crochet. So you just need some yarn and a hook. 
All right, sounds good. Don't use the dough hook, though. I, I don't intend that. No, make sure it's a crochet hook. <laughs> All right, that matters. And don't use the crochet hook as a dough hook either. So, okay. All On right. that note, guys. I think we established that. Yep, so am I. On that note, guys, we will see you all next time.